Welcome to the Comfortable in Chaos Podcast. Podcast. Strangle your demons and let's go. Y'all need Jesus! I saw her today at the reception, a glass of wine in her hand. I knew she was going to meet her connection. Welcome to the Comfortable and Chaos Podcast. I am your host, Eric Helberg. And you know we're like Einstein over here. We have no special talents. We're just passionately curious. Passionately curious about all things pertaining to men. How in the hell did we get here? And where is it that we want to go? No, sir. You can't always get what you want. But, like the Rolling Stones knew... Sometimes you get what you need. But when you're under the systemic and or relational authority of something called coercive control, you will never get what you want. And oftentimes, you will not get even what you need. What does all this mean? Well, I'm sure by now that most of you guys know, and we're going to talk systemically. We're going to talk relationally. We're going to mix a little geopolitical stuff in here. And uh, I don't know. We'll add the ingredients, stir it, bake it, shake it up, whatever the hell we have to do. And we may just come up with a, uh, a finished product. Yesterday, it was finally released. Tucker Carlson interviewed Vladimir Putin. And the internet has blown up. Capacities are falling by the wayside. And my guess is, is that if you listen to this show, you will probably go and check it out. And listen to that interview for yourself. It was extremely enlightening. Very much so. The crazy thing about it is, is once Western media realized that Tucker Carlson was there, and he went incognito, he knew that there was a very good chance he could be barred from doing so had he announced his plans beforehand. In fact, he was attempting to interview Vladimir Putin sometime back. But you know what started happening? The NSA started monitoring his phone, his email, his cloud account. And so he nixed it. And so when this came into the works, he didn't even tell his wife. He didn't tell anyone other than the people he needed to get the job done and make it happen, and he went. But then the EU attempted to sanction him, 
attempted to let him get back out. And now there is a melee even in our own country. And previous to the interview, I think one of the stalwarts of Western journalism, let's give her a Pulitzer Prize, Erin Burnett, the fawning darling of CNN, of which no one really watches unless you want to be coercively controlled. I think back to Project Mockingbird, right? where the CIA used our own news media and probably still in effect today, just called a different name, different operators, to affect what it is that we believe. But she was doing damage control while he was there pre-interview, and now they're back on the stump. Now Tucker Carlson, the most watched journalist in America, therefore I would say in the world, because our feeds go everywhere, is now being demonized. That's amazing. I guarantee you most of my listeners have a profound respect for that man, what he has done. I liked him when he was back on Fox. I thought he had a totally different take on things. I liked his mannerisms. I liked his demeanor. It was a fresh perspective. And you guys probably think so as well. But now he's no good. The narrative is being changed. Hmm. Is that coercive control? Is the once good guy now a bad guy? What is a coercive control? Let's uh, let's think about this now. It can happen in organizations meaning you have a terrifying boss. It can happen in a family. It could be a terrifying dad, mother, hell, father-in-law. It can be a terrifying spouse. Coercive control is an act or pattern of acts of assaults. Sometimes there's physicality involved. Think about it on the nation level, that would be the threat of force, right? Do what we want and or what we will, or our military's involved. Okay, a lot of times these assaults are simply a psychological barrage. They are designed to intimidate, to threaten you, maybe even humiliate you and other forms of abuse used to harm, punish, or frighten those that are receiving this direct confrontation and or these messages, and then how they are interpreted. So yes, that's very much endemic in some workplace environments, much to those people's chagrin. It's also very endemic, and I will give you some statistics of where it also occurs in relationships. What it is is actually, it's controlling behaviors that, can, that really, they manifest an unequal power dynamic. Meaning, I am above you, I am all-knowing, and they give that system and or that boss, and or that relative or loved one, the power 
and they make it difficult for those that are under that abuse and or receiving it to modify the message, to make a change or a mental distinction, and or to outright leave it or simply escape it and get away. What ends up happening is it erodes your ability to think for yourself. It rules out your own autonomy, meaning your individuality and your decision-making. And if you lose those two caveats, obviously the way you feel about yourself and your own personal value will be deeply in conflict and or diminished. And I would tell you, in the land of the free, aren't we now experiencing more coercive control than ever before? Isn't there a general feeling that something is not right? We've talked about it in different attributes in many episodes, but we address things specifically. We know that we are in a problematic time in our history. And hell, we're talking here as Americans, right? I'd venture to say it's, it's for mankind. Any divergence in media that doesn't achieve a certain narrative, we are told that is bad and or wrong. You cannot receive that information. We want to control what you receive. And as long as it benefits us, well, f, f you. Do as I say. Believe as I say. You can't speak out, right? How many of you out there can truly say what it is that is on your mind or feel? Because what? Coercive control, right? You'll be intimidated as a business owner. You may be pulled in front of someone and or something and then subject to humiliation. Maybe you'll be threatened. Doesn't it happen in our political system all the time? That's why we can't get any real answers. That's why no one can really stand up. Are the people who actually fund our government coercively controlling them so they can no longer do the bidding of the people that put them there? At the highest levels, absolutely. Coercive control, excuse me, can take the form of controlling the money. You don't think our nation controls our money? We control how much it is. We don't have the control, but they control how much they print, how how much is in circulation, where it goes, oftentimes all around the world, right? Who it goes to. Look at our southern border. I mean, on that note, it's coming up tax season again. Dude's been working 80 hours a week, busting his ass. He has a family at home. Well, guess what? He's going to owe the IRS money for tax year 2023 after money's been taken out of his check every single week. 
baby mama sitting at home with four kids. She hadn't worked a job ever. Her housing's covered. There are some food stuffs covered. And at the end of tax year 2023, she may get eight to 12,000 bucks just for the sake of her situation. Where is the parity and or incentive in that? Is that coercive control? And maybe baby mama's not getting as much anymore because now we've got migrants coming over by the millions. And guess what? I guess we don't have to worry about the child tax credit with them because they're primarily young males. Oh, yeah, 18 to 35. I don't know what's going on with their wife and children back home. I guess they just saw an opportunity. Maybe that opportunity is to scream Allahu Akbar or maybe Ni Hao. I don't know. You tell me. So Tucker does the interview. And I'll tell you this. Wouldn't it be very refreshing? And we do have some brave leaders up there. But they get hamstrung. Wouldn't it be amazing to have someone looking after your interests? And I'm talking about Vladimir Putin right here. That could be, bam, that much on his feet, that demonstrative, that self-protective, and really that bright, astute, and knowledgeable about the rights inherent therein within our own nation and be able to articulate that to anyone at any time, including a foreigner. Now, much like Trump was shackled with, Tucker's being called that he's a Russian agent. Oh, yeah, a little bit more coercive coercive control by the media. Yep, we're going to shape your beliefs. We're going to tell you how to believe, what it is you actually think. No, you, you can't believe that. And if you try to think something else, we've got you, right? It is truly amazing. <clears throat> but that interview was very, very telling. And the reason our press, our controlled press that attempts to control us and the government too, did not want you to hear that is they did not want you to arrive at your own truth. Meaning, what the hell actually happened between Russia and Ukraine? If you listen to that interview, you will now know what has actually transpired over many years to get to this point. So let's backtrack. We have this narrative that we're working on. And what is coercive control? Once again, it is a power vacuum where the system and or a government and or a controller and or someone in a relationship has the power and the other and or the constituents are left in a void and or a vacuum. 
Their thinking is modified. Their behaviors are modified. Their own unique identity is modified. And you're like, well, what are you saying, Eric? Well, what I'm saying is, and one of the tools to use this is access to your own money and or your resources. And what the hell is going on there with Russia and Ukraine? All right. We've sent hundreds of billions of dollars over there. We don't know why. Now, we're fed a message, but speak out against it. Now we're finally starting to get some lawmakers to attempt to do so because before that, right? Threatened, silenced, humiliated, denounced. And so how do we achieve this? Well, we simply let the know, the people know who we want to control that their thoughts should be elsewhere. And in a nationwide ideology, let us do whatever we want to do abroad. You guys think about race. Think about whether men should wear high heels to work. Um, Think about the millions of people who have come over and taken your jobs. Because we know best. You contend with that. Your day-to-day struggle, whatever that is. Your day-to-day job, what you have to wade through, and it keeps you from ever focusing on what is truly important and or whereby you can actually make a difference. Look at your own money here. You want to simply live what used to be called the American dream and is now greatly diminishing. There's a lot of opportunity still there, but you have to be smart. You can't keep 250 k at your house. I guess you can, as long as no one knows about it. And you need to have some very good hiding places in case someone wants to break in and or they will if they get wind of that, right? So you put it in a financial institution, mainstream financial institutions. Savings and loans have their own special governing body whereby it's insured. Don't know that acronym, but everyone knows the FDIC, right? What if you have over 250 k Well, then you need multiple mainstream institutions whereby to preserve, protect your money. But it's not even preserving it. Maybe protecting it because you simply get the benefit of housing it there. The cost of living is such that at these, we're not even going to call them modest, They're worse than minuscule returns. You can put a million bucks at Bank of America and be a platinum preferred customer, but you're still earning 0.02 whatever percent on your money while it's sitting there. You're losing money. So what else are you going to do? All right. You're going to put it in the market. What if you make money? And you... Sell said security. You've got a capital gains tax on that, right? That is commensurate with your already established income. All right, pay the tax on that. What if you don't want to have to be worried about taxes? So you put your money in 
traditional retirement and or investment accounts. Well, then our government, our system gets to play with your money because they know that you will no longer go to reach it because there are now not only capital gains taxes, but there are now punitive taxes for retrieving it early. They've got you locked in. You do not have access. Is that coercive control? Whereby our behaviors and our day-to-day lives are shaped? In the meantime, they play around with it. They make money. They send it over to Ukraine. They give it to the migrants. What if that happens on your day-to-day life? It's a very easy way to control and manipulate actions and behaviors. The funny thing is, is that before Vladimir Putin, there was a president there after the fall of Russia by the name of Boris Yeltsin. He came and addressed the United States Congress, the first Russian president ever to do so. That was in 1992. This was even right after with George Bush, the first Gulf War. Did you know our congressmen were applauding more and jumping up and sitting down and yahooing probably more than after the 9-11 attacks when his son, President Bush, addressed the Congress and what our new course would be in our plan of action. That's how much support Yeltsin received. Boy, America was on board. And you know why? Because Yeltsin said from now on, Russia would be an open book. We have no secrets. We want to deal with you as a brother. We want international hegemony. We want to work with you together. And isn't Russia the same country that we worked with to defeat Hitler in World War II that wasn't that long ago, man. Without Russia, we would have lost that war. No one suffered a worse fate than what happened to, at that time, the USSR. We forget that. So they were our friends. Then they became our enemies. Then they became our friends again, but you forgot about that. Now, look at when our nation was founded. Everyone knows 1776. Russia's been around for a thousand years, dude. Really, they've been around loosely since 800 AD. You think they may know a little bit about keeping order, unity, how to address different concerns? And maybe even we do. And you're saying, Eric, but the media that coercively controls us here has said that Russia oppressed its people. And you know what? That's true. But after the fall of the Soviet Union, it was nihilistic, right? Unself-sustaining. There's still people alive over there. They have to figure out a new way forward. Yeltsin brought it 
on a silver platter and said, let's partner together. Russia wants to be like America. Look up the speech. Yeltsin's address to Congress, 1992. And our lawmakers were jubilant. They were so damn happy, man. But what were they really happy about? Because as soon as Russia fell, our monolithic, monopolistic American institutions couldn't wait to carve out their own niche within what used to be the USSR. Why? Because there's money to be made, baby. You're not getting it, but they are. Right? That's probably why they were really cheering. And then what happens? Putin comes in as Yeltsin's hand-picked successor because by then he had been prime minister. He noticed some abnormalities and any nation has to have order. It has to have systems in place. It has to have unity. It has to have direction. It has to have governance. But boy, these American-led coalitions had run amok. They had partnered with all the oligarchs, just simply people wanting to benefit their own pockets and or themselves. It doesn't matter how it affects anyone else and or what anyone thinks. Everyone else who doesn't benefit is simply there to serve the one in power, right? Coercive control. Kind of like the run amok capitalism in our own current republic and or democracy. Oh, yeah. You don't think that's the same here right now? Are you free here in America today? We've already gone through 30 minutes of an episode, roughly. Do you feel entirely free? No, I'm not talking about things that could perpetuate harm against someone. But are you free? Just simply in your daily activities. So Western media then denounces Yeltsin as a drunk. They denounce him as crazy. They essentially exile him after they just celebrated him. Right in coercive control, you can go from the good guy to the bad guy overnight if the one or ones yielding the power are not getting what they want. So the reason this occurred is Putin started simply saying, hey, our people are suffering under these practices. We're being taken advantage of. Let's have some national strength and sovereignty. A greater good for the greatest number. Guess what happened? He became the enemy. Oh yeah, the Russian bear is a bad boy once again. And then you fast forward until today. And the same thing has been going on in Ukraine for many years. We've been building American bases there under pseudonyms, putting biolabs there. If you want to know about the Nazification of Ukraine, listen to his interview. Go back and look things up for yourself. We fought a war, a world war against the Nazis and a regime very much like it, right? Japan, during that time. 
But now CNN wants to go fawn over good old Zelensky, the actor who used to dress up as a woman and shake his tail feathers. A man that we put into power to preserve our own interest, very much akin to the situation with Yeltsin and the fall of the Soviet Union, except we took a more sinister bent with it. We started putting weapons and systems in place on Russia's back porch. You wouldn't allow that at your house. We wouldn't allow that right here in America. Think the Monroe Doctrine. But somehow it's okay. No one has a right to speak up for themselves. No one has a right to speak out. No one has a right to have their own personal sovereignty, much less their own protection. It's really ironic because this bastion of freedom, at least with the guidelines that you have been fed via Western media, our own media, even our own lawmakers. During World War II in Ukraine, this bastion of freedom, as many atrocities occurred there as in Nazi Germany, i.e. think Bandera. Look him up, the wonderful freedom fighter in Ukraine. You had the wholesale slaughter of Russians, Poles, the Polish, and guess who else? God's chosen people during the Nazi proliferation there. So Putin was not wrong. The Jews were slaughtered there in mass. And Zelensky's own father fought against them on the front lines to destroy the Nazis and the fascists. But yet, Zelensky has now kowtowed to us. Why is that? Because a coercive controller does not care what happens to anyone else as long as it is they who benefits. So he has shit on the world. And I'm sad to say it, but our own government has its well. Has as well. So maybe it's time to defeat this trauma-based mind control known as coercive control. Let's get our own autonomy, decision-making back. And that comes by, once again, believing in yourself, you have a sovereign Lord above, can rely on Him, find your own metal again, your own self-worth, and let's start doing what's right. Let's make this into a two-part series and boil this stuff down as coercive control at the individual level. So this was part one. I'll see you next time on the Comfortable and Chaos Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Helberg, and we'll be talking soon. Bon voyage, my burgeoning flock.